screen are going up. The Football League Cup for the first time in their history. It's third time looking in the playoffs. Welcome to the Heaven's Devils podcast, a four-screen Rovers podcast by two millennial Americans who don't really know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils podcast. We see your tin pot club, and we raise you a tin pot country. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, we we are a tin pot country, uh, Shivy, as we, <laughs> we saw yeah. this week. We're doing our damnedest to be one for sure. <laughs> sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Uh, so how are we feeling, Shimmy? Yeah, you know, if ever there was a weekend, it would be nice to have some Forest Green Rovers football. I think this would be it. It's a very, very strange and kind of uh, upsetting week in the United States, right? Um, you know, so it's not not feeling the greatest, but we're here. You know, we're talking for screen rovers, so I'm happy about that. This is a great distraction. Yeah, 2020 or 2021 getting off to a uh, heck of a start, Shimmy. <laughs> Apart from that, though, Shimmy, I'm feeling good, Shimmy, feeling good, uh, despite all of the uh, the chaos that took place last week. Um, I think things are on the way up. We're going to be able to sign up for the vaccine tomorrow, Shimmy, you and I. So that's exciting. Yeah, super exciting. We fall into that category. I think it's like 1B in New York State where we can finally uh, make an appointment and get that jab. And it's super, super important. Um, And also special thoughts out to folks in the UK. I know with the newer strains, I think it's gotten a a little more serious over there. So it's back to lockdown um and people i think are feeling a little more cloistered but our thoughts are with you we're here for you um even though we can't be together we're connecting in this way so um you know let's keep going with the positive attitude for 2021 even though it's still a tough start that's right that's right it's good to see you anyway so jimmy how is veganuary going for you uh, really good, actually. Um, when you know when I'm not totally messing up and accidentally eating something non-vegan, which happened again this morning. Um, I had some nice cashew yogurt with some fresh blueberries and strawberries. It's like, man, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm, I'm switching over. I'm actually doing the vegan life. But then it turns out I added some oats to it that had a little bit of honey in them. A lot of people don't consider honey to be vegan since it's a, an insect product. But, uh, you know, I ate it, so so I didn't have a totally vegan breakfast, but I think, like we said before, we're trying our best out here. Yeah, we're trying our best out here. I think it's going well for me as well. Uh, I don't think, uh, to my knowledge, I haven't slipped up, but, you know, there's like we just uncovered last week, everything is, like, made with animal products. Uh, we actually got a message after our, our pod aired last week from friend of the pod, fellow Ohioan, actually, Chris Sutton. We listened yeah. to the last pod and uh, messaged us after the vegan uh, the veganuary segment. He shared some really good advice, Jimmy. I loved it. He said, um, you know, this is a social justice movement. It's not just a diet, or it's not even a diet. It's just it's a social justice movement, and it's more about practice, not perfection. And I love that, Jimmy. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. You know, um, and I think thinking about the wider impact helps helps you to overcome those moments when you slip up. You know, you don't view it as like a personal failing or, oh man, I didn't do it. You view it as like, you know what? I'm trying and uh, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna do better next time. Yeah, love that perspective uh, from Chris. Mm. 
really Absolutely. framed Thanks, it in Chris. a nice way. Um, yeah. Also, did you see that your girl, uh, Kim Kardashian, is now plant-based, Jimmy? Ah, I know. That's wild. Apparently, she's going meat and Kanye-free for the new year. <laughs> so I hear. Wow, you're on all the hot goss, Jimmy. I love it. And you know what? Everybody made a big deal about when Kanye was... Kanye is somebody that we like a lot. Kanye was on Joe Rogan. And he said that he liked the prequels more than the Disney sequels. Um, maybe we try to recruit her to the Green Army. What do you think, Shimmy? Hey, you know, she has actually been an advocate, I think, for, like, prison, criminal justice reform, and she's gotten to the White House. She she may be a, she may be a useful uh, member of the Green Army. I don't know how uh, Forrest, the Forest Green Rover's family feels about uh, <laughs> having a Kardashian on board, but, hey, <laughs> who knows? I, I almost met her once, actually, Shimmy. I was, like, 10 feet away from her, uh, I think, in 2016, whenever Kanye's uh, Life of Pablo album came out. I went really? So let me, let, me, let me ask you, how, how was your first jail experience after getting so close to Kim? <laughs> did they feed you well in there or what? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm now no longer to, to travel to the state of California after that. But uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> let's move on to the vegan beer review, Shimmy. If you're dealing one back, we'll stay far. Well, today we're continuing um, kind of the strangeness of 2021. We don't have a vegan beer, but our very close friend James, close friend slash uh, modern rum runner, is actually bringing us some homemade Jamaican rum punch. He's uh, he's half Jamaican, and so I'm really looking forward to trying out this uh, authentic Jamaican rum punch. That's right, that Jamaican Jimmy Juice. I can't wait to. He's on our, he's on his way to our house right now, so we're gonna have to stop recording um, any moment and get our our Jimmy Juice. So we'll we'll give you an update on how that uh, how that is. Um, so anyway, Shimmy, let's cheers, let's cheers to FGR matches finally coming back this week. Let's cheers to new signing Bailey Cargill. And Nathan, cut in and add any new signings if there's any between now and when this actually airs. Um, all right, this is future Nathan cutting in really quick because we have many updates since we recorded this. Uh, first, and the only thing you guys will actually care about, we made a new signing. Isaac Hutchinson, nickname pending. We talked to the Darby County reps from the Rams Rider podcast, and they say Isaac is a very composed uh, with the ball at his feet. He knows how to pick out a cross and a decent pass. He's not scared to shoot from distance. And I quote, you're getting a really good player, to be honest, can be very creative. So big thank you to the Rams Rider Pod. We'll have way more intel on Isaac next episode, including nickname ideas, most importantly. Uh, and then the news that none of you care about, um, the Cleveland Browns won a playoff game for the first time since 1995, baby. Let's go. Nobody cares except me, but I am super thrilled about that. Uh, okay, let's get back to the pod, baby. And let's cheers to hopefully no more attempted coups in uh, Washington, D.C. this week. Yeah, here's hoping our government can do the double on impeachments. <laughs> Just do it and be legends, all right? And not to mention do it as your job, Congress. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, FGR is coming back, and I, I think this next week is going to be better than the last. It's definitely going to help to have... Uh, the rovers back on our radar amen amen cheers to that cheers cheers
Alright, Shimmy, let's move to some transfer news. So first, we got invited on the Roker Report, that's Sunderland's independent fan site and podcast, to talk about the one, the only, Winniesta. Um, that was really cool, but we don't know anything about soccer, Shimmy. No, <laughs> we're, no, we do not. <laughs> we are idiots, and we say that up front. Uh, we make it known. Um, yeah. pl- our, our lawyers have insisted that we say that's the first <laughs> and last thing we say. Uh, also, we just started watching four Screen Rovers matches this season, so we were mm-hmm. way out of our depth uh, with the questions that they were asking. So we pulled in much better qualified people to talk uh, to the Roker Report, Lori and Ollie from the Pod on Top of the Hill. So big thank you to Lori and Ollie for helping out with that. It's always fun to uh, to collab with our Pod brothers, um, especially because they just way, they know way more uh, about soccer and about Winniesta than us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we just did we didn't want to embarrass the Forest Green Rovers nation uh, more than we already do. <laughs> They're not, yeah. So they they came through in the clutch. Yeah, I love uh, Lori and Ali. You know, they have that long-standing con- personal connection to the club. They do great analysis. They bring uh, you know data and stats into it. Um, so yeah, good look, Roker Report. Great, great job doing your homework and bringing in the real experts. Uh, and now let's talk about incoming transfer shimmy. So at the time that we are recording this, we've only brought in one player so far. Uh, although Dale Vince has said he'd like to bring in two to three more. So, uh, that may happen between the time we record this and the time that this episode is released. So let me just leave a spot here for future Nathan to jump in, uh, right before we release the pod and tell <laughs> us if there's any, any, uh, any new signings. Just the head of future Nathan, a head in like a jar. Right. <laughs> so future Nathan... Any transfer news? Yes, Nathan. Uh, from the past, as I already said, we have Isaac Hutchinson. Let's go, attacking midfielder. He's going to be a beast. Uh, we'll talk all way more about him next week. I think we'll have some guests on, actually, who know way more than we do about our boy Isaac, plus nicknames. So tune in for that. Back to you, uh, Nathan from the past and Sean from the past. This has been Future Nathan Reporting. All right, thank you, future Nathan. Uh, so we have brought in the first transfer of the Heaven's Devils podcast, Bailey Cargill, a 25-year-old left-footed defender from MK Dons. Uh, Bailey signed an 18th month, 18th, 18-month contract. Uh, so he'll be with us through the rest of this season. He'll be with us all on next season. Very excited about that. He started his career through the Burnmouth Youth System. He was a little cherry. Uh, and then he played on a variety of teams throughout the years. He actually had his professional debut in 2012 with AFC Totten. Uh, that's a good one for the, is this a real National League team or did they make it up? Totten. Totten. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know who he played against, Shimmy? Uh, who's that, Nathan? He played against a little old team we like to call the Four Screen Rovers, Shimmy. How cool is that? His debut was against the Four Screen Rovers uh, all those years ago, eight, nine years ago. So... Very cool. He debuted against us. Now he's with us, helping us get promoted. Um, And he grew up a Southampton fan, Shimmy. Uh, Coop said, we are delighted to get Bailey across the line so quickly. He was our number one target to replace Liam Kitching, and he's going to be a great player for us. He's a talented footballer with a great left foot who can defend well. He's one promotion from this level, and it's great to have that bit of experience in key moments. He'll slot into our defense well. And he already knows the likes of Jordan Moore, Taylor, of Chris Stokes, and Scott, the Bugman Wagstaff. One of our favorite boys, and that's the Bugman, 
Some people call him the bug man, and some people call him the bug man, but you know what? He's he's a lot more than a bug man. He's a lot more than a man, and he's way more than a bug. Those are Mark's words, not mine, which will only improve <laughs> the great bond we have in the squad. So that's true, Shimmy. Um, uh, Bailey played with JMT, Jordan Moore Taylor, with MK Dons. Uh, so we got JMT last year from MK Dons. We're getting um, Bailey this year. MK Don Shimmy, they're becoming a feeder club for us. Yeah, it's great that we have all these connections and we're bringing in that technical skill. And we see it in the games too, right? Sometimes that little extra edge um, helps us overcome opposition. We're playing great football. So glad that we're strengthening those ties. Yeah, and then um, I think Chris Stokes played with him, played with Bailey at Coventry, and Scott the Bugman Wagstaff. The Bugman. At, I think they call it Gillingham. But it looks to me like Gillingham, but I'm pretty sure they say Gillingham in the UK. Okay, well, at least... Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jilly Cooper pronounces it Gillingham. <laughs> um, or, you know, in all of her novels, all of her novels, her novels are set in a fantasy land called Gillingham. But, yeah, it looks like Gillingham to me. <laughs> all right. Well, someone please clear that up for us. Um, so I've done some research on him, Shimmy. I've watched a little film, investigated some of the analytics, and here's what I gather... Shimmy, he is a very physical player. He has a very high work rate. He's pretty decent on the ball for a defender. He can win headers, Shimmy. He's a header winning machine, actually. Um, he's left-footed, which anyone who's like smart in soccer always says that's a good thing to have for a, a defensive back. So awesome, we got that. Um, he's a little more polished than Kitching, a little more athletic, a, a better defender. But uh, it, it looks like maybe he offers a little less on the attack than Kitching did. Um, you know, as Kitching would always overlap with our wingers, get up the pitch, help create chances. Um, but I don't know, that that also might just be a function of how we play versus how MK Dons play. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. enough about MK Dons to say that. Um, but, Shimmy, with absolutely no qualifications or any experience analyzing players, uh, I feel like he's a solid League One caliber <laughs> player. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Which enough. is a great thing to, for us because, uh, you know, League One is our aspiration. So it's great to have someone who's a solid League One player by my uh, ill-informed, or in my ill-informed opinion. What do you think, Shimmy? Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, maybe it's uh, good that we're focusing a little more on defense. I think one thing we've talked about recently in our experience with FGR is we'd like to minimize defensive mistakes. I think that's what Coops is all about, you know, minimizing completely as much as we can defense mistakes that gift the opposition goals. So even if we're not getting that extra attacking force, we still kept the Norse god Odin Bailey on. So we know that he's going to bring his championship level skill, um, you know, to move the ball forward. Uh, Nikki Cadden's been doing an incredible job, you know, running down the left. So I feel confident in our offensive ability and glad to see we're shoring things, things up on the D. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and that we're doubling up on our Baileys now. Two Baileys are better than one, Shimmy. I've always said that. <laughs> it's true. I mean, definitely when you go out to the bar, that used to be your uh, <laughs> used to be your motto. Two Baileys are better than one. So. <laughs> Big Irish uh-huh. coffee man. <laughs> uh, but no, I do agree that um, you know we do need we do make a lot of defensive mistakes, and it would be nice to have someone who hopefully doesn't make those mistakes. I don't know enough about Bailey to know if that's that's his that you know that's the case with him. But he's twenty five. He's he's on the. You know, he's entering his prime or about to enter his prime. So you would think he has uh, cleaned a lot of those things up. Um, and I also just kind of blindly trust Richard Hughes, Mark Cooper, Dale Vince, because I think they've done such an amazing job recruiting talented players so far 
Um, and so if they if they love this guy, I mean, if Cooper says that this guy is their number one target, then I trust they see something special in them. And they've done a phenomenal job so far, so I have no reason to doubt uh, that Bailey Cargo will not turn out to be a fantastic signing. Yeah, I like our uh, analytics outfit. I, I think the club makes pretty strong decisions based on data and scouting. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, he's 25, so he could be entering the prime. You know, he's not over the hill, but at the same time, he has enough playing experience. And I'm sure he would love that extra notch on his belt. Hey, I was with Forest Green Rovers when they were promoted to League One. He'd love that on yeah, his Yeah, exactly. He's already helped a team get promoted to League One as well. So let's let's keep it going. He's the promotion man. Um, but Shimmy, the most important part of any new signing, <laughs> signing uh, we need a nickname for him, Shimmy. So mm. let me think out loud here, Shimmy. I have some ideas. I want to yeah. share them with you. I want to hear what you think. I want to see if you have any ideas as well. Um, and also hear what our, what our listeners think. So here we go. So the first first thing that came to mind when I when I saw his name is Cargill. Like there's like an agricultural company. Yeah, it's like agro business, right? A huge like multinational. Yeah, but they are they're actually the I, I looked this up. They are the largest private company in the country, Shimmy. Wow, quite a surprise. Yeah, I did not um, know that. But anyway, they're they're like guilty of a lot of like environmental and animal rights and human rights abuses. So. Uh, probably doesn't really vibe with our club, so I'm going to stay away from them. Uh, then I thought, you know, his middle name is, is James uh, Shimmy. So okay. then I thought, Bailey James Carville instead of Cargo. Okay. You know, James Carville, the uh, the Cajun American uh, pol- political, yeah. whatever he is, strategist. Yeah. yeah, a noted firebrand who always speaks his mind, goes out there, noted for his very strong Louisiana accent, called the Ragin' Cajun. So, um, Ooh. you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can, uh, riff on that a little bit. Right? I almost like the Raging Cajun for Bailey Cargill. The Raging Cajun. I love it. All right. I love it. Makes no sense, but I love it. All right. So now that's another one. There we go. We're just right. workshopping these Raging Cajun. I like right. that. Yeah. Uh, I also saw that Cargill is apparently like a somewhat famous family name in the UK. Okay. And, uh, it found, I found this guy, the Sir John Cargill, the first baronet. I have no idea what a baronet is, Shimmy, but it's, it sounds awesome. It's just a funny nickname, like Bailey Cargill, the first baronet. True. What do you think a baronet is, Shimmy? Uh, I don't know. It either sounds like something a person puts in their hair to hold it in place, or <laughs> it sounds like some sort of weird cousin to the bayonet, like some sort of 17th century yeah, weapon. That's what I was, so maybe, that's what I maybe we can call him the bayonet. I like that. The bayonet. I like that. Bayonet. Bayonet. Bayonet Bailey. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. We're on fire here. Okay, good. Uh, Next, kind of in the vein of Winnie Esta, since we just lost our boy Winnie Esta, in honor of Kaladu Koulibaly, the Napoli defender. One of the best names in in world football, by the way. Tu l'as reconnu, c'est Kaladu Koulibaly, l'international sénégalais, il joue à Naples. I just love it when announcers... uh, like shout out Kalidou Koulibaly in a really excited way, uh, especially <laughs> it, it especially French French like commentators is always like Kalidou Koulibaly Koulibaly Koulibaly. Yeah, so it brings me no. <laughs> so we can oh, so we can make our own Koulibaly Koulibaly yeah Koulibaly so Koulibaly. I love it. Fellow defender. All right, you like that He's one. gonna okay. be our League One go. version of Kalidou Koulibaly. Our our League One. I like Koulibaly. it. Koulibaly. Koulibaly. <laughs> 
Except he doesn't score that many goals, so we can... But I guess any any header, anytime he heads it out of the box, we'll yell, Cooley Bailey! Exactly. All right. <laughs> Keeping it moving here. Uh, now the Juventus defender, Kalini. Instead of Kalini, we have Bailini. Shimmy. Well... Not a fan of that one. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> and I think you're, just, you're just making me hungry because when I hear Bailini, I think of blinis, which are like a, like a Russian dessert. Again, I'm a sweets guy, so that's where my mind goes. But uh, I, I'm all in on Cooley Bailey. I like Cooley Bailey. All right, so maybe that's it. But here we go. We got I got a couple more for you, and then we'll see if you have any as well. Instead of Marcelo, Carcelo. <laughs> it makes him sound like he works at a used car lot. <laughs> he's the top, he's, he's the top seller. The top seller of like a used Peugeot in, in Gloucestershire. I love it. <laughs> Uh, and finally, he's, he's a pretty good-looking dude, Shimmy. So right. instead of calling him Bailey, we could just call him Bay. Bay. Oh, which yeah, yeah. Car. For our non-American listeners, Bay is like a slang for your like boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Um, although <laughs> I don't know if it's used as much these days, uh, though, Shimmy. Uh, but fun fact, and this is actually true. Uh, it was the word Bay was a runner-up for the Oxford Dictionary's 2014 word of the year no joke wow all right so you know there's a precedent then we're not we're not too esoteric with this so even even though it's uh, about seven years later we're still comfortable saying that cargill is bay <laughs> uh so uh what do you think shimmy do you have any any other ideas or any any of these uh stick out that you like more than an, any other uh yeah like i said i'm a big fan of the bayonet bayonet bailey is good uh, right. the Raging Cajun. <laughs> we could just completely lift it, li- lift it, lift it from James Carvo. You know, who knows? We'll, we'll have to run that by uh, Kip Kowalski to see what he thinks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan because he's a defender. I want him to emulate one of the best defenders in the world. I'm down with Cooley Bailey. Cooley Bailey! I like it too. All right, so I, I think I agree with you. I think those are my favorite. I still like First Baronet, but I think Raging Cajun, mm-hmm. Cooley Bailey, I think those are my favorite as well. We'll see though. We gotta, you know, we gotta um, see what fits his personality. Yeah, and let's we gotta let's see. throw it out to some of the listeners too. Uh, let yeah. us know what you think. What should we? What nickname would best suit our new defender coming into this transfer? All right. So next up, uh, if you know Four Screen Rovers, you know our next guest, Ash Loveridge. Ash is the man. Um, he is a legend in Gloucestershire journalism. He is a man who wears a million different hats, so I'm not going to list all the different things he does here. But we had a chance to chat with Ash about all kinds of stuff, really, about Forest Green, about uh, not getting spilt, not getting hot drinks spilled on him from uh, Billy Hunt. <laughs> uh, but we went deep too. We talked about um, the the impacts, the psychological impacts of the coronavirus. We talked about losing loved ones. Um, so it actually got pretty deep as well. Uh, it was all over the yeah. place. It, it's a it's a really interesting chat because it's funny, silly. Uh, it's very insightful. He offers a lot of interesting wisdom and information, and then it also gets kind of deep. Yeah, big shout out to Ash. You know, uh, we never want to put guests in a tough spot, but he was courageous enough to openly talk about his struggles that he's faced in the past year. And as we know, he's not alone in that. We've all been dealing with a difficult situation everywhere in the world. Um, so just loved talking to him. He gave us some great stories about FGR. He gave us a little window into who he is. And it was just an all-around great conversation. And it did, you know, we did have a lot of positive things we talked about as well, right? 
So after our conversation, we also started a new segment with Ash called Cover Your Ash. Last minute headlines with Ash Leverage, uh, where we give Ash these wild scenarios and details, and he has to come up with last minute headlines to submit to the BBC and to Sky News or Sky Sports as he does on a normal match day. So that was a lot of fun. He was actually amazing at it. We gave him 10 (laughs) seconds. He didn't even need the 10 seconds. He was a natural. Yeah, he amazed us. All right, let's let's uh, let's head to Ash then. Ash, Nathan, Sean of the future of no of the past. Take it away. <laughs> I've been waiting for a guy to come and take me by the hand. Our next guest has worked everywhere. You've probably read his stuff in one of I don't know hundreds of different publications. Uh, you've heard him commenting on Four Screen Rovers matches from the broadcast booth, uh, and you may have even seen him covering the Premier League for Sky Sports under the alias Michelle Owen. Uh, We are super excited to welcome to the pod a true legend of Gloucestershire sports journalism, Ash Lovers. Welcome to the pod, Ash. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Ash. It's such a pleasure to have you on. So first question here, Ash. Yeah. What precautions do you take when you know you're going to be broadcasting with Billy Hunt? Like, do you wear rain apparel? Uh, do you maintain a safe social, uh, safe distance? Uh, like, how do you avoid getting Billy's hot drink that will inevitably, inevitably be spilled, be spilled on you? Yeah, well, obviously with the coronavirus situation, we do have that um, space separation. So there is, luckily, there's a seat between myself and Billy. So um, he's going to have to give it some hell of a chuck if it's gonna, <laughs> if it's gonna hit me. But I am near enough him to pinch his sweets. Billy likes his sweets. Right. So I'm I'm regularly reaching across guys for a little bit of a bit of a sugar rush. But <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been sort of totally crazy times for us. Well, obviously around the world, but yeah, we, we try and inject a little bit of humor and not take each other too seriously really and also feel privileged that we're allowed to actually watch the games, you know, in the flesh live whereas Everyone else is unfortunately at the moment having to watch it via the internet or the or like you guys with the you know the eye follow. I guess you guys actually watch the the game rather than well you listen obviously but you you see the whole picture I guess in America. Yeah, yeah, we, we get the stream from uh, the the FGR site. Okay, so we just yeah. we bought yeah. a season pass and so it has yeah it's the video stream and it has the your your well you you Ian yeah. and um, Billy the BBC gloss like commentary over it yeah yeah it's a little bit difficult for us because obviously really primarily we're we're doing it for bbc radio gloucestershire and then the club and the i follow take take the stream so really we're we're thinking more about the the radio listeners so um and also if we do make a mistake with a name you can't see that on the radio but you guys can see it (laughs) So we do have to be in, in our guard. But yeah, I've, I've, I've absolutely loved it. It's been the first season for me for broadcasting. So it's been a new experience. Um, I was super nervous the first time. Um, and I, I hope I'm getting better. I've done about six or seven now. So, um, you know, but it, I think sometimes to have some nerves is a good thing. As long as you don't start mumbling and get, yeah. getting everything completely <laughs> wrong. I want to ask you uh, about uh, uh, Trevor Horsley. 
We actually talked to uh, Liam, his son, yesterday. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, Trevor Horsley deserves his, his name in lights, really. He, he rescued, like Dale, he rescued the club from sort of going out of business. And then Dale has taken the baton on uh, and pushed it, pushed it even more. So, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, Trevor Horsley is right up there, really. Wow. You know, I, he passed away a couple of years ago. But, yeah, yeah, a, a, a guy that really, really pushed the boundaries, got Forrest into a certain level. And, you know, Dale's taken it even further. So the dream sort of carries on, really, guys. Are you hoping to come at some point? Absolutely. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, we're so coming for sure. It just <laughs> We don't know when. It just depends, you know, on the this pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a little more optimistic than Sean. I, I feel like we could get there in August, maybe, for the opening day of next season. But uh, that would be really cool. That would be yeah. really cool. Yeah. But Sean is not as uh, optimistic as me as on the, um, you know, the outlook of what the world how quickly the world is going to return back to normal yeah so, well, least, so nathan, yeah, I, nathan you're a half glass full then and sham is uh, half half of glass empty <laughs> perhaps <laughs> exactly <laughs> perhaps yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i mean you know it's uh, if it were i think if it was run like dale vince would want to do it or maybe some folks that have run like sport in this country would be okay but yeah i don't trust our government to handle it so i think 2021 is going to be a tough year but you don't trust uh, donald trump and boris johnson Sean? no no <laughs> yeah what can we say what can we say about those guys <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah cool uh, yeah but uh, we hope to get out there as soon as soon as possible Oh, you'll, uh, you'll get a very warm welcome when you come. We, we are, I think we're looking forward to you guys coming at some point. Uh, I'm sure Dale is and the team and Mark Cooper and, you know, it'd be uh, really good if you Yeah, could, that's what surprised uh, us so much. We feel like we've been embraced right away by everyone. Everyone's been like so like generous with their time, you know, kind of right. open with us, sharing their stories and memories. So it's, it's going to be a blast when we finally make it out there. Yeah, the community has been like, yeah, it's like Sean just said, it's been like, like everyone's like welcomed us in with open arms, which has been so cool and, and you know, not not expected or like, you know, we're like these two outsiders from the US <laughs> who are just like stumbling our way, <laughs> like learning about the club and talking about it. Um, so it's been really yeah, awesome, the support. It's, it's, a fo- it's a football family, guys. Isn't yeah. It? You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It brings people together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, we, yeah, we, we probably need it more so now. Yeah. We need yeah. it more now than ever, don't we? Absolutely. Uh, it's been really tough, it's, especially for like our older fans at Forest Green that, you know, rely on it as a life. So, uh, I mean, we all do, you know? I mean, I, I think right. if I didn't have the football to report on, I don't know what I would be doing, you know? It, yeah. It's, it's been for everyone. Stay positive. Yeah, That's right. Have, Stay positive. Yeah. Ash, we want to move a little bit into your experience in history as um, a broadcaster, which you said you're new to, but also as a journalist. Yeah. Um, so as someone who has to submit a match report on the whistle, how much do you hate a late goal? Oh, uh, well, there's, there's sort of two sides to me, really, on that one. Uh, as a journalist, I loathe it. Um <laughs> The other night, um, what with Forest Green, two, it was, there was I think there was seven minutes of added time, which oh, made right. my heart, which which made my heart sink, uh, because my my report was ready to be emailed off to the BBC on the whistle, <clears throat> and it goes to Sky Sports as well. So I'm thinking, oh, not another seven minutes, and 
oh, please don't let there be another twist in this game. And uh, right. of course, I want Forest Green to uh, to equalise. Um, as a fan, but as a professional journalist, I want it to stay the same now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've got a split personality, probably. Can you tell us about maybe one or two particularly funny or uh, memorable moments that you've had interviewing a, a manager or player? So it was very early coronavirus time. So that, but in fact, transpired to be the last game. A great one now win at the top of the swim. It's absolutely an awesome day. Um, so the next game was due against Orient. So... We turned up to the press conference on the Thursday and there was all this talk about this coronavirus thing. And obviously I said to Mark, I, well, we hadn't even used the word coronavirus very often. You know, now it, it comes off the tongue all the time, right. doesn't it? It's something we mention every day. But it was a word that I hadn't really got, got to grips with. And so I, I, my intro was, so Mark, with all the talk of coronavirus, um, and I couldn't pronounce it. Um, <laughs> right, Mark, the word that's on everyone's lips at the moment is coronavirus. I'll start saying it. <laughs> that's just ran in the 210. That just ran in the 210. That's got to be on the outtakes. Mark just roared into laughter. So you saw, you saw a side of Mark Cooper that you don't always see. We <laughs> see it more than the fans because a lot of people perceive him as being this, this grumpy, arrogant sort of guy. Uh, but there is another there is another side and it's it's a lot of pressure being the manager who'd want to be a football manager but yeah he roared into laughter and he said that corona corona that's just one in the 315 <laughs> when we did the sporting outtake it got over 20,000 views at the newspaper website that I was working on at the time people just absolutely loved it so uh, yeah yeah I mean that's probably actually been the highlight and in fact funnily enough that was my last interview for the Strike News and Journal because after that I was put into furlough and then obviously made redundant in the summer. So I went out with a bit of a bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're so happy that you can look back on it and take that moment of joy uh, because as you mentioned, you know, that was a difficult mm. time. The pandemic's been a typical time for a lot of people, Ash. Mm. And uh, again, only if you're comfortable with it, uh, could you talk a little bit about what the experience was like going through that really difficult uh, pandemic summer? And how did you get through this um, issue of the furlough? And Yeah, I mean, when my editor rang me and said, we're going to have to place you on furlough, it was like a dagger to the heart because the job's really been my, my life. You know, I live and breathe it 24-7. And... I said to my editor at the time, well, okay, but can I still come and work? Can I still write stuff? And he said, no, it's the government rule. If you're furloughed, you're not allowed to be seen to be working. So, um, you know, I'm not married, no children or anything. So I didn't have any of those things that I'm in it. So I sunk into, I'm not, not afraid to say it. I did sink into a sort of dark, deep depression, really. Um, felt very lethargic awful yeah it was um you, and the trouble is you think it's just you but it isn't <laughs> it's, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's across the world so uh, but but we live in a very beautiful part of the country and um when you eventually come over you'll love it you know the Cotswolds it's beautiful 
typical what an American would, who's not been to England, imagine and is like. So I took advantage of my time and just walked and walked and walked and listened to various podcasts um, and found some sort of solace in that, really. Oh, that's great. But yeah, boy, yeah, it, it was tough. And I, I'm only just starting to rebuild myself now. I just really appreciate you speaking out about it, because like you said, Ash, uh, I think when you're in it, you feel like you're the only one going through it. But it is such a common thing. Mm-hmm. I think even amongst, you know, football supporters, football fans, we've turned to football and watching Forest Green Rovers yeah. as solace for ourselves. So, you know, hearing you and hearing Billy Hunt, um, you know, even as things have gotten a little bit worse with the pandemic in New York mm-hmm. during the fall, like mm-hmm. that is a time for us where we can put that aside and we just, you know, we, we love hearing you guys. And so you're bringing us joy too. So we, we want oh, you likewise, to- likewise, 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 likewise. Uh, I think for me, I, I'd spent 18 years of my life in one newspaper. I was institute institutionalized probably you know yeah and um i don't know if you guys knew but i was i was offered a wonderful opportunity to go and work at forest green as well yeah um which uh i i which appeared to be my dream job and it, it should have been my dream job and would have been my dream job but for some reason i wasn't my i was just a mess you know and mm. I think it would have been, I was there for three, three weeks. Everybody was kind, everybody was lovely, but there was something more going on with me. And I was, I would drive to the ground thinking, I don't want to be here and I should want to be here. You know, uh, why do I not want to be here? And it was just a mixture of, um, I had a really nice email off Dale Vince and he was very understanding. And he, um, what Dale does, he gets people. He can read people quite well. And um, so my problem was really being furloughed, leaving a job that I'd loved for 18 years and then being given this wonderful opportunity. But um, I think if I'd taken the job when the season was about to start, it would have been a completely different thing. But this was still lockdown, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, uh, the players weren't back for training yet. So... Uh, yeah, it was just a really, really strange time. So if I had my time over again, I do regret saying, guys, I can't do this because I knew I know that I would have been a tremendous success at it. That's not in an arrogant way. I know it was the the thing that I could have done and my, you know, I can interact with people and, you know, um, yeah, it was a mistake, but I wasn't in a good place. Mm-hmm. What I should have done is probably been a bit more honest and said, I, you know, there's something not quite right with me at the moment. I need a break you know so that's what it was and i during that year i'd lost my um stepfather to dementia oh wow um and my my best friend who was actually a teacher at one stage in um in florida he was oh wow yeah he was a sports teacher in florida um and he was working in east lake high florida then came back to this country and then went out to Qatar, met the woman of his dreams. Uh, everything in life was going well. And then he developed this horrendous cancer that um, was a very rare one that basically eats your organs. So at his kidneys, all his inner organs, wow. and he was on dialysis. It was the most horrific time. And he, he passed away um, 
on his birthday in January of last year. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a rough, that's, that is a rough year for you, Ash. It's a rough. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I think I had like a delayed grief. Sure. That that came out. And um, I mean, I didn't go and speak to a doctor. I was very much of the belief that I could go and walk every, you know, I sort this out myself. And um, I think I have. So, uh, yeah. So it's um, as David Hockaday used to say, the former Forest Green and Leeds United manager, because when he got <laughs> sacked from Forest Green, he got the job at Leeds United. <laughs> yeah, we actually just learned that yesterday. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He always he his mantra is onwards and upwards. Nice. So, you know, and I think I've I think I'm fortunate. I think I've got a naturally optimistic persona about me. Really, I think I surprised myself. I have my dark moments, but you know, sure. I'm sport has helped me through it all really and luckily despite my decision to leave forest green they can't get rid of me i'm still there <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural it's a, just a natural connection you gravitate that's right yeah, yeah that's right yeah. man yeah. thank you for sharing sharing that with us ash that's um okay. well, it sounds like you are in the process of healing yeah. which is awesome and i hope that that continues um thank you thank you wow that's a rough rough year for you ash yeah, the yeah, pandemic yeah. losing your yeah. friend like Losing yeah. two people important to you. Oh, yeah. Furlough. They were, they, were oh. two pe- they were two people that were so vital in my life. You know, having a, a great friend who was always interested in me as a person, a brilliant stepfather who brought me up from five years old. You know, so, wow. We've all got to go through stuff, though. But, sure. you know, it was just a real heavy year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's no other way to describe it. Like, when you have no, that no, no, trauma no. Track stacked on each other like that. Uh, what do you think of the team this year and the proposition of promotion up to League One? Or excuse me, uh, yeah, League One. Yeah, well, it's a very small squad again. Mark Cooper seems to like a, a close-knit type squad. Probably in the past, when they were in the National League, he'd have a huge amount of players to, to pick from, but there, there aren't so many. But yeah, they're very close-knit. They're they're hard to beat. They don't let in many goals. My um, only is they don't score enough goals, you know. But then Mark Cooper will say, if you win one now, that's all you need, isn't it? But I I just think there's still a distinct lack of firepower. That would be my my only negative. But we've got this January transfer window now open, so I would imagine he will add to the squad. My big concern would be if Jamil Matt or Jammer, as they like to call him, if Jammer gets injured at any point. Mm-hmm. We want to do a little segment if you're in. because Look what to... I've got, an American sweep. Oh, nice. Oh, what, oh that's a, what is that, Reason? Is that how you yeah, say Reason. It? Yeah, yeah, I love like, but are, are, what, they're, they're butter scotch? No, so what just are... like a chewy toffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are a hit with the uh, with the older community, Ash. Oh well, that, that's me then. <laughs> <laughs> like I, when I see those, I think of my grandparents. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, thought I, was, I thought I thought I was being really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Oh, so dear. so we want to do one one last segment with you, uh, Ash. Yeah. Get a little silly here. So uh, before we go, we want to try a new segment where we give you the details of a match scenario. And then just like you do it in real life, you come up with a match report headline, like on the spot, 
within oh, 10 okay. seconds uh, that you have to submit at the whistle, just like you already yeah. do. Um, so basically we give you the details, you put it in a headline, <laughs> And we'll give you 10 seconds for each scenario to come up with a headline. Uh, okay. Are you in? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's go. All right, Sean, you want to you give him the first scenario? All right, so the scoreline, 2-0 Rovers, Jamil, Matt, and Aaron Collins goals, and dominate possession and chances. Okay. We're going to go for Matt's, Matt Finish adds gloss to Collins Howitzer. <laughs> nice! You didn't even need the 10 seconds, Ash. This is going to be hey, too easy. Right there, get right in. Right this is, yeah, get in. This is going to be too easy, man. All right. All right. Here we go. Next one. This one might throw you a little bit, Ash. Here we go. 10 nil to the Rovers. Hat tricks for young Jake Young, Nikki Cadden, and surprisingly, Chris Stokes. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to need some time for this one. <laughs> Rovers gone. Scotsman Cadden grabs stunning treble along with a surprise triple from scintillating Stokes. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no, Ash, I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt really quick. It looks like we've just had a stoppage time 11th goal of the game. It's Chris Stokes, his fourth goal of the game, right in stoppage oh, no. time. Oh, After you finished your no. report. You finished your, oh, no. your report. <laughs> Ash Loveridge seen breaking his laptop over Billy Hunt's head. <laughs> Stokes, Stokes screws it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love that one. That's perfect. <laughs> this is a this is way easier than I thought it would be for you, Ash. You are a, uh, sure. a professional here. Here we go. Next one. Dale Vince leaves his seat mid-game, claiming he's just going to the restroom but then is spotted factory farming cows in the field across the pitch, returns to his seat smelling like beef burgers, but claims he was just in the restroom the whole time. Rovers draw 2-2. Two -two. Oh, jeez, that's, that's, that's a real, real hard one. You want me to make a uh, I know, here we go. Uh, green eco-warrior invents brand new vegan cow, 100% green. <laughs> Oh my God, that's perfect. Ash. Man, yeah. it is. The club needs to rehire you too because that was a perfect spin on what I said. I love it. was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 I never be good at PR, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we only got two more, Sean. Here we go. Take it okay, away, Sean. Right. So these are a little bit shorter. Okay. So in 65th minute, a UFO hovers over the pitch at the new lawn and abducts Jordan Moore Taylor. Rovers win one nil. Also, bonus points if you can uh, include Harvey Bunker conspiracy talk. Because we don't believe Harvey Bunker is a real person. We uh, see him on the team sheet. We've never seen him in person. <laughs> so to us, he's a government conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. Harvey Bunker swoops down on New Law in UFO to abduct uh, Jordan Moore Taylor uh, to take him up to the new Eco Park Stadium, which is currently based on the moon. Oh my God, Ash, you are so good. This is amazing. We Let me just say for the listeners, we did not give any of these to Ash ahead of time. He is literally coming up with these on the spot and, and blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. Uh, all right, last one, Ash. Uh, do you know what, guys? Oh, yeah. Do you know what, do you know what, guys? I think it's this American sweet. That, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my God, he's killed it. Uh, all right, last one here, Ash, last one. The queen herself attends a match 
and knights the Mobot at halftime. Rovers lose 2-1. Like let, me just, <laughs> let me just have a little bit more of this American Risen's toffee. Let's see what I can, let's see what I can, what I can come up with. Uh, Mobot goes crazy. Uh, the game postponed due to Mobot digging up pitch. Uh, Queen Queen comes to the rescue and brings Prince Charles along, who used to be a former mechanic. And then everything is back to normal at Forest Green Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ash, I am blown away. That wasn't very good. That, wasn't very good, that one. I need another sweep. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ash, I'm, I am blown away. <laughs> well, you, you can tell you've been doing this for years, Ash. <laughs> no, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> oh well this was well, awesome well, what he means is you've yeah. been dealing with idiots for, for years that's right you've been dealing with idiots like us for years Ash yeah, you know, you handled us correctly. <laughs> yeah. uh, well Ash this has been awesome this has been so fun uh, hanging out chatting with you it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you um, and you guys yeah Cannot wait until uh, someday Sham and I make it over there and uh, get to hang out in person grab a coffee not with Billy Hunt Billy Hunt, we're going to do a purely non-beverage. He's still uh, going to have to yeah. social distance at that point. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, def- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say we could say when when we do meet up, we'll all have to go for an organic beer as well. Yes, yes, yeah. that's happening. Yeah. That yeah. is happening. We're locked in for that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Ash, thank you so much again for hanging out with us. You all know if you're listening to this pod, you obviously already know Ash, but. In the, the small chance that you don't, you can find him on Twitter at AshLoverage10. Uh, Ash, what's the 10 for? Um, well, back in the day, uh, the number 10 was always a really good football playmaker. Like, a, for me, it was Diego Maradona. Or Helen so that's the reason. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Many call you the Diego Maradona of the Gloucestershire uh, <laughs> journalism. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, okay, Ash, guys. this was so awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah. we look forward to uh, to meeting you in person someday, hopefully soon. Yes, yeah, so and continued health and wellness. In yeah, likewise, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you so much, Ash. Thank yeah. you, Ash. It's been an absolute pleasure and great fun. Ah, Ash, man, awesome, awesome human, awesome interview, just fun, informative, deep, just a little bit of everything, Shimmy. Yeah, here, here, that was excellent. I can't wait to uh, to meet Ash when we get over to the, there to the new lawn. Um, also, Ash actually has relatives living in uh, Ohio, uh, which we I think we it snuck it wasn't in the interview that you just heard, but we talked about it kind of off air. So maybe he'll come over here, Shimmy. We can show them around New York City. Yeah, would love that. Love that. We, you know, love making these relationships, forging these connections. And, you know, as as much hospitality as I know we'll get when we finally do make it out to Gloss, uh, we're, ha- we're happy to extend that to those folks that can make it here too. Amen, amen. All right, Shimmy, let's move on to match previews. We've got two matches coming up. Port Vale. First of all, finally, finally we have two matches coming up, Shimmy. It's been too long. Um, Port Vale at home on Saturday, January 16th, and Tranmere Rovers away Tuesday, January 19th. First, let's talk Port Vale. Shimmy, it feels like we just played Port Vale. (laughs) It does. We were just talking uh, 
to to the Fort Vale guys, right? Um, yeah, Ale in the Vale. Ale in the Vale, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but that's what it is in League Two. These matches come thick and fast. You face opposition uh, with a relatively quick turnaround. But I'm excited because we had a great outcome the last match. Yeah, it will only be about a month in between the two matches. So, yeah, let's talk quickly about our last match against Port Vale only a month ago. It's on kind of a messed up pitch. It's the famous game that Billy Hunt spilled coffee on himself, or spilled <laughs> hot chocolate on himself at uh-huh. halftime, hot chocolate gate. Um, oh, hang on. I got to pause really quick. James is calling. Jamaican oh. Jimmy Juice is here. Give me one sec. Here we go. Jimmy here we can Juice hear him live, live on air. James. Yeah, you here? Yeah, All right, I'll be down. Jimmy juice, baby. Let's get that Jimmy juice. <laughs> get that Jake, Jamaican Jimmy juice, baby. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm coming down. Coming down. Love it. All right, we gotta pause this pod. I gotta go get the Jimmy juice. BRB. All right, so we are back from uh, getting our Jimmy juice. Our Jamaican Jimmy Juice from our boy James. Uh, Sham and I both got it. We've already... It's delicious. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. So good. Luckily, there's not much of this pod left because if we have too much of that, uh, this pod would go off the rails. Well, we already go off the rails, <laughs> but it would go even more off the rails uh, than it already is. So anyway, yeah. we will, we'll, we'll review the J- Jamaican Jimmy Juice in just a few minutes. Let's finish up with our match previews. So we were middle of talking about Port Vale and what happened last time. So last time... Kind of a mess on the pitch. First goal was a bit of a defensive mistake uh, that led to an open shot that bounced off of Chris Stokes for an own goal. Um, and then Aaron Collins brought us level with a beautiful move, step, shimmy, shake, and then curl shot into the top corner. All in all, a draw was probably a fair uh, result against a solid side on the road. But shimmy, Port Vale have fallen apart. Uh, they had four awful matches, including three losses. One of those really ugly, 4-0 loss to Mansfield Town and a draw. Um, then they fired their manager, John Askey. The Ale in the Veil pod guys were uh, so happy. They were waiting for him to get fired. Caretaker manager Danny Pugh took over. And then on Saturday, last Saturday, they absolutely demolished Grimsby 3-0. Uh, so they may be, they may have temporarily righted the ship, Shimmy. They have that new manager glow. Yeah, they've, uh, they did their glow up by some, oftentimes the team will bounce back positively with a new manager. Uh, but let's hope that's not the case in the next match. Hopefully, uh, you know, the 3-0 win over Grimsby will be the extent of that, you know, new manager bump and we'll get the best of them. Amen. Uh, Port Vale are currently 13th in the league table, 14th in the big green prediction machine rankings, and 15th in the expected goals table. Uh, They are a very average uh, defensive team, and they're a little bit better than average on the attack. Um, You would think at home we should win, but as we just said, they have that new manager glow, that new manager vibe, Shimmy. Uh, The new manager bounce. You know the vibes. (laughs) You know the new manager vibes. (laughs) Um, <laughs> and we got hit with those new manager vibes earlier in the season against Mansfield Town, Shimmy. We were their first game after they fired their previous manager. So, Shimmy, this could be a bit of a banana peel skin game. It could, but I'm hoping that the bounce turns into a stinker with Danny P.U. And, uh, oh, yeah, nice. and so we get the win. That's, that's my hope. Seinfeld drop for <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, you know, and we should just say every game that we play against a non-top seven team uh, is, is a banana skin. Because then, you know, if we win, nobody's going to remember that we said it was a banana skin because we were supposed to win. But if mm. we lose or draw, everybody's going to remember us as the guys who called it a banana skin. <laughs> it's a classic sports TV talking heads trick shimmy. If we want to be the Skip Bayless of Gloucestershire, and I think we're aligned to that goal, <laughs> we got to increase the heat. We gotta, we gotta increase the heat shimmy on these hot takes. Well, I mean, first of all, we have to turn this into a LeBron James defamation pod <laughs> if we want it. Which you know I will never yeah, do. Yeah, so, so. so we've already failed miserably at being Skip Bayless. <laughs> uh, as many of you know, he's a notable LeBron hater. Drinks drinks uh, three gallons of LeBron haterade every day. But, uh, but yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, let's, so let's use the tricks. We gotta use all the tricks we can. The tricks of the trade. <laughs> Follow it and, and heroes like Skip Bayless and um, uh, Stephen A. Smith. So let's punch this into the big green prediction machine. Beep boop, beep boop. The big green prediction machine gives Forest Green Rovers a 54.2% chance to win and gives Port Vale a 26.3% chance to win. Uh, it predicts a score of 1.47 to 0.87, so roughly a 1.15 to 1 victory, Shimmy. So I gotta go 2 1, Shimmy. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to say that, you know, our new signing, uh, Cargill Du Cooley Bailey, is going to have an immediate impact. Cooley Bailey! Bailey. And so, uh, I'm going to say we, and I've I've often overshot my my match predictions. (laughs) I'm going to say 1-0 to FGR. 1-0. All right, all right. Uh, so moving on to Tuesday's match, Tranmere, uh, Tranmere Rovers. They have been a bit up and down, a little roller coaster lately. Uh, however, at the time of this recording, they still have not played a league match in 2021, Shimmy. Um, they are actually they, they're in the middle of playing an FA Cup match right now as we're, as we're recording this. But anyway, a lot of history surrounding uh, this match and this team with our promotion battles at Wembley and our playoff, playoff battles a couple years ago. Both against Trans or all against Tranmere, um, so a little rivalry here. Tranmere are currently 14th in the league table, 15th in the Big Green Prediction Machine rankings, and 16th in the expected goals table. They are not a very good attacking team. They are an average defensive team. So you think we'd be able to keep the goals out and at least put one away, Shimmy? So let's go to the Big Green Prediction Machine. Beep boop beep boop. It predicts a score of 1.38. To 0.45. So I'm going to go 1 0 to the four screen rovers, not the Tranmere rovers. What do you think, Shimmy? Uh, yeah, you know, again, I'm going to err on the side of being conservative. I feel like we will give up a goal. Um, so I'm going to say 2 1, four screen. All right, Shimmy. And that will do it. So I cannot wait to have these matches back in our lives, Shimmy. Let's wrap it up there. We're running low on time. Oh, we ran out of time for this week of the week again. Can you believe it, Shimmy? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Two no. weeks in a row. Oh. We have so many good ones. So many good ones, but we can't do it. We can't do Long it. Time. We, we got we to gotta end this and get to Big Time Tommy. So, mm-hmm. Shimmy, by the next time, actually, the next time we, we record this, we will know if the Browns have won a playoff game. We'll know if the Ohio State Buckeyes are national champions. And we will know our appointment date to get the vaccine, Shimmy. So a lot of things coming up, a lot of exciting things. A lot of, a lot of possible celebrations. Um, so the next pod recording could be one of the most hungover that Nathan's ever been. <laughs> so uh, definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, Shimmy, let's go up the Rovers. Up the Rovers. Come on, onward boys. And onward and upward as 
Uh, Ash, as the former, what was his name, Hockaday, the former uh, Forest Green Rover slash Leeds guy, says, onwards and upwards, uh, let's bring that, that Ash Loverage positivity into the new year. Come on, Rovers, take us home, big time Tommy. It's big time Tommy, and it's Wednesday afternoon, and this is the way I get down. It doesn't matter if there's traffic on the highway or not, as long as I got my freestyle, Cruising in my Cadillac, it's all good. You know why? Cause it's old school, baby! OS for life, think it is.